Welcome to part three of HealthSystemCIO.com's panel discussion on women in IT leadership. In this segment, four CIOs talk about the role technology can play in improving work-life balance, why it's critical for leaders to set the tone, and how being a parent can be a prep course for management. It's a good transition, too, to an, another really big topic, work-life balance. And, you know, this, it's, a, it's something that's particularly important to me. I am, I'm a mom of two toddlers, so it, it's uh. a bit of a constant struggle right now. <laughs> but I'm, I have a work environment where I'm very lucky. I have flexible hours, and, you know, that actually makes me work all the more harder because, you know, I, I'm engaged more, and, um, you know, I, I really want to keep this good position. So... I wanted to get your thoughts, though, on uh, the experiences you've had with balancing work and family, because I'm sure that in some cases, you know, this has changed for many of you along the road. This is Sue. I'll jump in here. When I'm on panels and, and talking about these kind of issues, um, I like to tell some stories from the Wayback Machine when I was raising kids. My my daughters are in their 30s now, and and um, uh, I'm a grandma, so one of them has a has a child and is is doing the balance herself. In fact, she just um, uh, she lives in California with no family support system, and she was trying to find someone to take care of her child because because she's got something that's contagious at the daycare center and so she has to stay home but my you know daughter and her son-in-law can't necessarily you know take the time off from work right now so wow deja vu that brings back many memories because I too with my two young daughters and husband had no family support system when they were young um, in terms of living uh, in a different city from family and you know, it, it has changed so much, so, so much in that it's not just the female mom, working mom, who needs to deal with it. Either the, the working mom or the working dad ought to be able to look at it and say, okay, who's going to deal with this? And, and I will say that in my, uh, when I was raising my kids, my husband and I shared all of that, so it wasn't an issue. But I think for many women, it probably fell to them in a way that it didn't necessarily fall to the husband. And and I worked at that time when my girls were young with, um, as part of a management team for a good five years where I was the only female on the IT management team. And I drove in the Chicago area a good 20-plus miles in traffic to get to daycare. And my husband, coming from another direction, same thing, to get to daycare. And, um, you know, we traded off, and you knew you had to get there by a certain time or there'd be a fee. Uh, I know I paid many late fees. And they said that if I didn't get there by a certain time, they would take the children to the police department because that's where the, you know, Department of Welfare Services was. And it's like, are you kidding me? I'm sitting in Chicago traffic. I'm going to get my kids. <laughs> I'm not picking them up at the police department. I never had to. But what was happening during those times was, I'll call it the old boys network, uh, a lot of informal kinds of uh, strategy discussions after kind of normal hours in the boss's office, sitting around, you know, big picture thinking, and I'm the female running out the door to get my kids. And I think at that time, many of the men had wives who were at home, and they didn't understand or couldn't relate to what I was working with. Times have changed dramatically. It's just not like that. Um, so I think our, our young parents, men and women both, have a much better situation in terms of the work dynamic and much more supportive family-friendly policies in many organizations. So that's good change. 
I agree with Sue. Um, daycare, grandparents taking care of children, times have really changed. Um, when we were taking kids to daycare, it was primarily the mom's job, and uh, people were looked around upon because your kid was sick and you had to stay home. Um, and I, I think that this is typical of healthcare, though. Um, I think they're more family-friendly, uh, more of a female working population. So I think healthcare is a good place for women from this standpoint um, coming through the, the times. Um, and I believe other organizations and, and businesses have, have caught up. But um, times have definitely changed. still think um, you know, there, there are still issues. Um, related, but we've come a long way. I think um, I think one day when I have nothing else to do, I want to write a book that says everything I learned as a manager, I learned by being a parent first, yeah. because <laughs> almost everything that you learn by being a, a, a parent has applicability into into management. I mean, how do mm-hmm. you juggle multiple priorities? Mm-hmm. How do you deal with needy toddlers or needy? employees or needy doctors or whatever, you know, we're, we're, we're dealing with, you know, how do you use distraction, all of these, all of these techniques. Um, and I, and I try and, uh, for people who are kind of struggling with the work-life balance is it seems so overwhelming when you look at it as a grand design, just even, even the description of, you know, fighting Chicago traffic, which I do right now. And, and, and it's, it's overwhelming, yep. but it's, you have to chunk it down and say, okay, yep. how is it going to work today? How's it going to work this week? Yep. How's it going to work next month? Is my daycare working? Is, right. do I have the right balance? And, and just sort of take it day by day, which is obviously a, you know, a good way to kind of take life and work some days as well. So um, I don't, I have, again, a boss who says you should be at your kid's school when you want to be, you should be at conferences, and, and all of those things are, um, you know, really wonderful examples. But there are still some times when there are a few strategy meetings that happen, and I say, when did that happen? It's like, oh, yeah, we all went and grabbed a drink afterwards. It's like, mm. oh, man, I missed that. This is Mary Alice, and I, I think, too, the, the other aspect of today's environment is that we're such a mobile society that especially in healthcare IT, there are opportunities for staff who need to be with their families or for other reasons can't be in the office, but they, they can be productive. So that we we are embracing the use of technology in ways that were just not existent before for us to stay connected, um, although the, the barrier to entry is that FaceTime is so essential in some meetings, and if you can't be there, uh, the conference line or the the uh, uh, teleconferencing opportunities that we have using uh, uh, LinkedIn and other ways to stay connected don't don't mean quite the same thing. But it gives us flexibility and it it uh, enables us to appreciate the human issues that, as Sue was describing, each one of us went through in space. Um, uh, I like Bobby's analogy of you need to be a parent first in order to be a manager. I, I, I think that's a pearl of wisdom. Now, as far as offering things like uh, flexible hours, do, do any of you believe that there's a downside to that? Or there are still, it sounds like your organizations are, are progressive, and that's really good to hear, but there are still, we still hear about women who, who fear that requesting flexibility could hurt them, and is that something that any of you have run into at least uh, recently? I can tell you a story um, in terms of one of the uh, women that worked for me 
back when I was at Brigham and Women's Hospital in the Boston area who was a project leader, and uh, when she had her first child, she asked about being able to come back part-time for a period and what would that do to her role. And quite honestly, it's it's within the last 10 years, and the details on what we worked out are a little fuzzy, but my advice to her very much at that time was make choices. You're young yet. You don't have to try to do it all. And if the right choice for you right now is to come back part-time and I need you to step out of a project leader role because I can't have a part-time project leader, don't worry. You know, you're going to have a time where you come back into that role. Uh, This is a young woman who... uh, eventually had two more children over the span of maybe five years and just managed that in terms of the choices of how her career was advancing and having her family. And I was right there with her being supportive of her making the right choices and, um, you know, offering her what I could, um, but supporting those choices. So I think, you know, the key word is choices. We all make choices in our lives. And I think that as leaders, as bosses, as managers, we need to hear out people when they have certain situations and they're great employees that you want to retain and and you you help them think through what choices they have for them personally and professionally while also keeping in mind what are the needs of your organization. Can you give that person in that position that part-time flexibility or do you need to put them in another position in order to make it work for the organization and for them? I think the key there, though, and we have, we have the same thing and I have uh, women who work part-time, is that you, there are choices. And if you're going to go part-time, then you are not going to be promoted because we – they're they're in a different place in their life, just like I couldn't have a part time, you know, team lead, et cetera. That just wouldn't really wouldn't work for the business. Um, and so I think it's great that that women have the opportunity to go part time and men as well. And then when they want to get back on the ladder to to kind of continue up, um, but, but you know, if you get completely off the track, which I know some women have felt like they didn't have any choices, which is, which is not good that they had to choose all or nothing. I got a resume recently from somebody who had worked for a vendor 12 years ago and then had left to raise her family. And um, it was sort of a friend of a friend, will you talk to her, you know, and get connected? And I said, sure. And when I, when I talked to her, she just had these expectations that after 12 years of being out of the workforce, that she was really going to be able to come into this relatively, you know, right where she got off. And I said, you know, 12 years in this industry is a really long time. We have some some open positions that are really more kind of entry level and you probably could move up quickly if if you, you know, if you really put your mind to it, but she was absolutely aghast that she was, you know, going to be into the same category of somebody who had, you know, one or two years out of college experience, but I just thought after 12 years out of the workforce that, that she really had limited how much she was going to be able to jump right back on that um, track. This is Mary Alice. I think uh, that one of our obligations as female leaders is to look at the soft side of life-work balance. Mm-hmm. And our organization has flexible scheduling to a point, but what we do to set the tone and the expectation for what a 10-hour day looks like and then you if you don't give relief and indicate that 
you're totally offline. The evening is yours. Your family is totally important, and only in extreme circumstances am I expecting to be able to be in touch with you until you're back at work the next day. And the same thing is true with uh, elongating what that stress level is that, that makes people feel like they can't do it anymore or they can't do it full time and their career is going to be in jeopardy because they can't work in a 19-hour day every single day and make the sacrifices at home, is to say that when you're on vacation, my expectation is, and I use the term, I expect no peaking, meaning don't be looking at your emails and responding to a half a dozen people and, and uh, uh, staying so engaged that you can't break away for the period of time that you need with your family and or just simply with yourself for that, that special time that is not considered work time. I think that that type of flexibility is a piece that we as a society need to start focusing more in on so that we uh, maintain the endurance of some of these incredibly bright people who are going to replace us uh, over the years in the roles that we play in our organization. You know, I, I just want to jump in and say um, I agree with what you're saying, Mary Alice, and you commented on the soft side. It, it's We need to also uh, kind of lead by example um, and you know, say yeah. say it's okay. It, it it's okay not to be you know working at night, working around the clock, checking your email all the time, taking the vacation, taking the break. Um, so we we preach to ourselves, or at least I preach to myself, and I preach to my folks, and you know I follow it a good portion of the time, and I enforce it with them. <laughs> And they remind me when I sent an email, I was just on vacation, thought you weren't on email. And it's like, well, on this one issue, I feel like I have to track on this. And so here's my reply. But That is just so true for all of us. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.